0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of DAP Radio. Today, we have an AMA with the VELUS CTO, Mr. Roman here. How are you doing today, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. Hopefully, all the uh, people in the audience are doing great as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, super excited that you could join us today and that we could do this. So we have um, have an exciting uh, exciting slate of content here for you folks in the audience. And if you happen to be catching us live, what I just want you to know is you can add in some comments and add in some questions if you're tuning in on our YouTube and Facebook channels. So you can come in and you can type in your questions and we'll add those into the, uh, the scheduled broadcasting. So you have, a the opportunity to engage with us. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump right in. Roman would love to know, um, you know would love to know more about you can you please introduce yourself
1: sure um uh, like we at wells uh, we are uh, a team that develops uh, blockchain um which is meant to be the fastest uh, blockchain in the industry and at the same time offer the uh, the most popular development framework which is evm um yeah so our journey uh, started like long ago and in 2019 um originally we started to build off ethereum uh, stack and uh, our original intention was to improve uh, something that ethereum had uh, back in the day but uh, at some point um uh, we decided that We actually can uh, make the things happen faster if we uh, do it the other way around, if we take already something that is fast by its nature, which is Solana, and uh, make it compatible with uh, EVM. uh, And this way, we would achieve uh, uh, this. uh, 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 We would get these benefits, uh, and uh, we would uh, Deliver it much, much, much faster than we originally planned to. Yeah, so uh, Velas was founded by um, two great guys, Alex Alexander and Farhad Shigulimov. Um I joined Velas uh, a little bit after uh, they found uh, the company. And yeah, so once uh, we, like, I joined uh, the company and we as a team uh, started to kind of um, uh take the other approach uh we already managed to um, get uh, into the production stage and go live almost like exactly a year ago uh, like april 2021 we went live uh, with this new generation of the blockchain which is based uh, off solana and uh, has the evm compatibility layer embedded into the into that so that's briefly about velos how we started uh i'll probably uh, stop here just to you know leave some room for the questions uh that would open uh, uh you know so you would be able to ask some questions and at the same time uh, the, the guys in the audience would know about Velas and what happens to what happened to Velas after we launched in, uh, April last year. Um, yeah, so that's about us briefly.
0: Yeah, totally. So it seems like the idea is take the, the existing, um, code of, 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 and and depth of content. Um, and I'm talking about code of EVM and then bring that onto the, bring that onto Solana and, and a Solana like, um, uh, architecture, um, obviously Velas is the, you know, you, you are the, the chain, you are the network. Um, but trying to really pick and choose of the, the best of both worlds, it seems like that was kind of the, the thrust of the, of the idea initially. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit more about, um, just the architecture and, and the algorithm of consensus, and then would love to continue down that timeline of what did happen after you initially launched
1: Mhm. Um yeah, so uh, our design de- design decision was um, basically uh, built on the ideas that that we should uh, change as as less as possible the things that actually were good for for the industry. Uh this way we basically ended up with uh the solana consensus as it is right now uh we even decided to inherit uh, the token economy properties that uh, they uh, came up with we found that uh, uh, it, that was in line with the uh, consensus uh parameters that we had before that in the previous generation of the blockchain so we decided okay like let's take it as is and uh try not to change uh the things that we actually think that work good that works good so, uh, this way, we on the economy level and on the um, technical level mostly inherited Solana consensus, consensus layer as it is right now on the Solana network. We only had to t- uh, uh, touch the parts that uh, directly are related to the EVM uh, specifics, uh, how the state is being you know, maintained, uh, how uh, like the snapshots are being handled. uh, So all all these uh, deltas uh, that are specific to the EVM. Uh, So, but in general, I just wanted to deliver the message that uh, our consensus layer as good as the consensus layer of Solana. Um, Yeah, so that's basically the consensus description. And like from the history perspective, uh, when we were uh building on top of the uh evm uh, uh stack uh, EVM, the ethereum stack so we originally forked open ethereum implementation in order to uh, build uh, our previous generation of fellas so our idea was to you know we um, you know house uh, we want to improve uh, the way the um, transactions are being accepted to the blockchain we wanted to change the layer that uh, that is called like mempool we thought that uh, this one of the road blockers uh, on the way uh, to make uh, the technology would become faster um uh, so yeah so, and again, like we saw that Solana guys like did it like before us, so that's what was one one of the reasons we uh, selected them uh, as the base uh, layer. So and again, this is like just to highlight that we uh, find the framework that Solana guys gave to the world uh, to be a very good framework, and so far we are like super happy that uh, uh, this is something that uh, powers Velas today.
0: I love that. So maybe you could talk a little bit more about some of the terms that you used, just to make sure we we distill it down, taking something complex and, and making it simple. Um, you said mempool. You know what does that mean? And then we, we're talking about the uh, consensus mechanism or, or algorithm um, that was originally pioneered by um, Solana and then you guys made a couple of adjustments and and made it EVM compatible and you kind of closed the gap between these, these two behemoths of technology, but maybe you could just explain that to us. Like, how does it actually work? And I mean, that's an amazing feat that y'all have done of bringing together, you know, EVM compatibility and, you know, this, this power of, of technology. So I uh, would love to dive into how does that actually work and, and trying to distill, again, the complex into the simple so we can all understand it.
1: Yeah, okay. So I'll uh, describe the context a little bit. Um, so in Ethereum today, uh, if you look at the... Um, the way how transactions are being uh, uh collected and pushed into the blocks uh, you'll see that uh, before they uh, get into the blockchain uh, they are accumulated in a you know specific queue let's say that you know uh, gets all the transactions that people actually want to push onto the blockchain uh the nodes they kind of accumulate that long list then uh node uh, the node starts to kind of um run a, a specific algorithm that selects uh, the transactions and basically um that selection pr- uh, mechanism is a straight forward auction of the uh, of the fees so also it's called like a fee market uh, so the reason for this mempool to exist is that like there is like a, a variety of transactions that compete uh in order to get into the blockchain and then all the nodes the network they select. So, like, okay who's gonna pay the most and you know uh process uh, tries to process those uh, transactions uh first of all uh and what uh solana guys did uh and like the, the things that we wanted to do on uh uh, on our own before we found out about the solana innovations uh the idea was to actually get rid of this uh, intermediary step and uh, actually leverage uh the so like when the blockchain is kind of fast, you can actually uh, get rid of this uh, intermediary intermediary step and push all the transactions straight into the blockchain without this auction happen happening in the between. So this way you increase this throughput dramatically. Uh, obviously, there there are like drawbacks uh, of this approach uh, because like for example, if there are like. Too many transactions you have to select somehow the, those transactions but with this approach you you cannot really uh auction the blockchain spots but uh, this is the trade-off that uh, is kind of acceptable uh on you know within the uh, tps which is transactions per second uh, capabilities uh, of the modern blockchains this is something you know uh, we are perfectly fine with and you can see how it perfectly works uh, in the Solana uh, context like in Velas uh, there, there, there is no need for uh, extra step where you know the auction happens so you can push all the transactions directly to the chain and this is uh, something that uh, enables uh, such blockchains as Velas or Solana to actually uh, process all the transactions on like super fast uh, um kind Of level, uh, yeah. If you compare, um, like, let's take uh, Binance Smart Chain, which is like also proof of stake uh, blockchain, just not to compare with Ethereum, which is proof of work nowadays. Uh, like in Binance Smart Chain, if you push a transaction, like uh, let's say, like you have this MetaMask, you press confirm of the transaction, and maybe like it's like ten seconds delay before this confirmation notification uh, get uh, hit your um, your browser. Uh, with Velas, like after you click confirm in your MetaMask, like this windows goes away and it's like almost immediately you get this confirmation notification. Uh, so this is like dramatically improves the user experience because we inherited this like finality. Um, characteristics from Solana, which is like on the average like 1.2 seconds so this is like a real real improvement compared to even uh, faster evm chains so this is something we are uh, proud of but, you know all your typical evm uh, workflows and experiences as the user are like they eventually like you can feel uh, that this is something that is like a normal centralized uh, service that you use like you click a button on facebook you immediately get uh, logged in into the system or you put a comment to so this is the same experience you can now achieve uh, if you build your apps on valos so there is no this like no delay that uh, actually breaks the user experience so this is something that uh i consider to be like one of the most You know, prominent features that Velas is able to deliver today.
0: So basically, the only sorry for the long
1: answer, maybe like no, no, I love it about the mempool, but in general, I I hope that you got the uh, the idea.
0: Yeah, I love it. It, So basically, the only thing faster would be if it would confirm before you even clicked, and obviously that's impossible.
1: We'll get there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. We're going to make it. Okay, so that's incredibly fast. It seems like it's incredibly efficient. And clearly, the ridiculously low tra- transaction cost is, you know, we should talk about that. Because I believe it's 0001 USD. So a tenth. Of yeah, a like penny. we
1: usually tell it in the way like you can put like ten thousand transactions spending just one dollar worth of vlx So yeah, and in general, like on this level, like when you have the cost of the transactions being so low, we suggest all the projects in the ecosystem try to even offsetting that cost from user to their backend, so people don't even have uh, to spend vlx or they don't have to have it in order to put transactions on the blockchain because basically the dApps uh, are enabled and they, they are able to subsidize all the uh, transactions that they their users create and this way they could achieve the user experience uh, of a centralized application that is kind of uh, the, the a golden standard like if, in terms of the user experience today so all the uh, decentralized apps they, they strive to achieve that uh, level of the comfort for the users and with this approach where, where you don't really ask your uh, users to pay for the transactions you can basically pay for all the all of the transactions that you create uh so let's say like you have a, like a million users like and like those all of that users they put like maybe like a few transactions a day, you would spend maybe like a few thousand dollars to enable the, you know millions of the users and enable their uh, user experience, which is like uh, on the level of centralized applications. So this is like a, a great achievement for this and the great uh, um, benefit and opportunity for dub developers uh, to engage the audience like that. Because if you engage the million users. Uh, You know, you have to care about the user experience and as well as they finally can, you know, do something better.
0: That's phenomenal. So just to dig into this for a second, because I want to make sure we're clear about, you know, we're talking about the, like a centralized experience. The, the golden standard would be to bring technology to a point where we retain the security the permissionless, the decentralized nature of the blockchain while Mm -hmm. not having to give up at the same time, not having to give up the efficiencies of centralization. And so maybe, maybe you could just talk. Efficiency in terms of the user
1: experience, first of
0: all. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying more of just like the, how smooth it is how beautiful it is, maybe you could help yeah, define Yeah, because at them.
1: the end of the day, users are the ones who decide if you are a successful developer or not, right? Because if you have a lot of users that are fine using your app, then it means that you did a great job, great job, right? Like if you did like like super perfect application, which is like brilliant and, you know, no bugs, no one uses that, you know, at the end of the day, probably you cannot really say that you succeeded in in that journey, right? So you have to have users in in order to kind of recognize your success. And with this uh, user experience, uh, which is like super streamlined, uh, you can onboard a lot of users that are not non-crypto savvy, not geeks, uh, you know, not they don't possess PhD degree in the blockchain. <laughs> so they can, you know, use your app like a, as they would normally do with a, you know, centralized application.
0: Mainstream, basically. Mainstream, yeah, correct. Because mainstream, we're talking about billions of people. So what I'm, I'm kind of hearing that. is Yes, it can be brilliant technology, but if it doesn't have the users to test it and make sure that it's still brilliant at a million or ten million or hundred million users, like you know, what's you know, what do what are we really doing here? Because we really do need users. I I think that's a really a really powerful sentiment, and it seems like y'all are really building for the for the users. Now, I'm curious, you know, being a platform. Are you, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to ask it outright. Maybe you can talk about how you're developing an ecosystem for your dApps um, and maybe talk about your native token and, and how that all works.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, our uh, strategy around the expansion of the ecosystem is basically to uh, enable developers uh, from the tools point of view and from the support point of view it means like financial support marketing or not marketing but like exposure point of view so our goal is to uh feel comfortable like so have developers feeling comfortable with the tools that they have in our ecosystem and the support uh like as an example from the tools point of view uh, i mean uh the components uh for example like Velas account this is a product uh, which is an alternative to metamask uh, like to um, the the idea of which is to enable non-crypto savvy people uh, and you know let them transact on the blockchain uh without these complexities of the blockchain uh, so our goal with Velos account is to do key management, uh, uh which are required, uh, uh like, which is very, like a very uh, crucial component when you want to transact on blockchain, you have to sign transactions, right? Otherwise you cannot put transactions to the blockchain. And with this product, this is something people can easily do, uh, without these complexities. Uh, so our goal with Velos account is to basically replace metamask uh, and uh, r- remove all these confirmation screens like the uh, technical details uh, about all the transactions that they sign uh, with their keys. Uh, yeah so our goal is to again, having this centralized experience as this standard. Uh, our goal is to achieve uh, um, similar to what Google account has achieved. Uh, So you log in into the dApps in the same way you log into uh, normal internet apps with Google account. So once you log in into the app, the app gets the permission to um, transact on your behalf uh, on the blockchain. So you as a dApp developer can leverage this API uh, to call your contracts, uh, you know, do some actions on the blockchain. Uh, and this way uh you know people people that are not crypto non crypto savvy can you know actually use your app as on without even realizing that this is an app that is based on the blockchain so that's the goal that we want to achieve with uh Velos account so this is like an example of uh, of the tool set that we want to bring to the developers so they are enabled and on the other hand uh, we also support uh the developers that join our ecosystem with uh, some exposure uh, in terms of the community, we uh, with pleasure uh, do reposts, retweets about uh, new projects uh, that launch on Vela's. Uh, also, developers are encouraged to uh, leverage our grant program uh, because sometimes you know developers need some incentives on the financial aspect of the project so this is something we also uh, support the projects with so yeah we have this like 1 million uh grant uh, program uh, we call it this way uh where you know projects apply they meet some certain criteria and uh, they got funding to kind of uh, so so they can focus on coding not on the uh financial aspect of their projects i don't say that we cover like you know uh all the expenses you know and, you know we spend like uh, millions on every single project that applies no it's not like that but our goal is to incentivize and help help them to kick start the project so they become successful in our ecosystem and you know and can you know get a sustainable uh, money flow uh, so they are in a- enabled uh, and you know deliver some Uh, Cool stuff uh, that people actually like and want to use. At the end of the day,
0: I love that. You know, I think we've seen a history of those who support their developers the most are the the most successful. And I think we've seen that time time after time of you build great technology, you bring the developers, the developers build, and they bring users. And it's a pretty a pretty well-documented uh, flow of the, just the, the, the life cycle of, of any platform. So can you maybe comment on that and talk through how you are thinking about that and like why would why would a and i'm not saying one way or the other I'm, I'm more asking why should a developer come and build um on velas as opposed to any other platform or or any other blockchain
1: uh yeah so in general like having all these uh, aspects that we want to you know incentivize developers with uh, our primary goal is to actually uh, uh, let developers select developers, not because we fund them or we help them with the marketing but because of the features that we have uh, on, on, on the blockchain layer right? so we want to engage uh, developers that are seeking the uh, layer one blockchain which is cheap fast and universal in terms of uh, the tool set that uh they get uh, to build on and this is what we in our opinion achieved uh, so far uh transactions in the blockchain are extremely uh, cheap you can you know as I mentioned before put like ten thousand transactions spending just one dollar so you can basically subsidize all the transactions that your users create on the blockchain finality is 1.2 seconds on average like this is very important for user experience and the tool set like you build on evm the evm uh, the ethereum virtual machine is the most popular virtual machine in the blockchain industry today uh if you build on velas you immediately get access to all these libraries tools products uh, services that already have been uh, developed for uh like before you launch like you, you can leverage this uh enormous amount of uh, components that are open source and uh, are available to all the developers that build on the evm stack so all the, the like these three components like at least we want to uh ha, like ha, we want to have these uh, three things uh the create to be the criteria for the developers to select Velas yeah something like ground marketing is you know also be uh, something we uh, offer to the developers, but ideally we imagine ourselves being selected based on those three points and uh, using grants and uh, and marketing support as, you know, something like nice to have on the way uh, to the success.
0: Yeah. I love, I love that idea of being, building a, a fantastic product and a fantastic platform, and then the additional support in the form of Grant and marketing, it's just the cherry on top, but the product comes first. And it has to be a superior experience and in, in platform for the developer. Um, moving a little bit, you know, a little bit down the the chain of value here. Um, let's actually talk about some of the the projects that are on Vellus. Can you talk about um maybe give us like three of the most successful uh projects right now?
1: Uh, I would say uh the DeFi ecosystem within the vellus ecosystem in general is uh flourishing right now so i would mention Vaguswap, swap which is uh, the biggest Dex uh, on vellus in terms of the total value lock. um also i would mention villero uh, DAO project which is uh, um, a project that uh, powers uh, usdv stable coin uh me personally i consider uh, something like a stable coin and uh, lending borrowing uh, ecosystem players are being the critical ones and the of, uh, layers of such a project uh the third one i would probably pick uh actually this this is the ferrari uh because this is like a major partnership that we uh achieved uh, not so long time ago uh you know we are an exclusive partner of Rai uh in terms of uh, nft uh like fun token potentially in the future so although it's not live yet but this is uh this is going to be the the uh the major um uh, Player was in the ecosystem when they launched, so that's why uh, I picked Ferrari as the third one.
0: And and maybe talk a, a little bit more about that. How did that even come about? I mean, that's a huge milestone. First of all, congratulations on that, and maybe you could tell us a story about that. Uh,
1: well, yeah, so like. Ferrari selected Velas actually based on those three points I mentioned before they were looking for the blockchain which is uh, fast uh, you know uh, cheap and scalable in the long term and also in their case they were looking for uh, the blockchain layer which is you know carbon efficient let's say and Velas being a proof of stake uh, blockchain is uh, A very efficient one in terms of uh, the carbon footprint uh so all these things together uh you know convinced uh, the guys from ferrari to 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 go together with us into the future of ferrari
0: nfts that's amazing that's amazing well again congratulations on that and that i think is just a testament of how important crypto and, and blockchains and especially Velluses to to the world. And you know, how how cool is that that you get to work with this brand, this behemoth of a brand that I mean it is a massive piece of culture that's now gonna live on your platform. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm excited myself truly incredible okay so let's talk a little bit of let's let's get economic with it tokenomic with it um y'all are inflationary um so solana but solana did not release all tokens at one time um why did y'all decide to release um all the supply and maybe a follow-up question uh you can kind of answer at uh at the same time are there plans for implementing burn mechanisms or features in the future to tackle inflation
1: uh in general the inflation that we have uh, is uh, not it's, it's actually not high uh like we started with eight percent inflation a year same as solana did uh, back at, uh, when they launched and uh after a year of the operation we have maybe like on the level of like 6.5 percent inflation which is not super high to be honest like if you compare to the other blockchains uh this is like quite a low inflation I would say uh and in terms of the uh circulation supply yeah Solana guys also released all their uh, tokens uh I believe January 2020. so right now the entire circulation the, supply, the entire supply that they have is circulating uh, for Solana and our, uh, the last stage of question happened actually around the same time as they uh, released their supply. So in that regard, we have pretty much the same with Solana guys. So yeah, I would say that we are not really different from their situation.
0: And so maybe you can talk about, are there, are there any plans for burn mechanisms or, any features in the future um, geared at tackling that inflation, or m- maybe the view is it's not, in fact, um, harmful at all. But you know, maybe there's there's a an, an advantage to the to the current level. Um, maybe you can mm-hmm. just share your views on this. Uh,
1: so th- there are no plans to, you know, introduce any burn me- uh, mechanics uh, into the token economy. Uh, So, like, as you know, as an alternative to the burn, we consider this inflation. The acceleration mechanics are pretty much sufficient. Uh, This decrease from eight percent and uh, fifteen percent every year is, you know, in my opinion, is a very good one. Uh, So. I don't know if you are familiar with the Solana uh, token economy. So we, we, they have this uh, gradual decrease from 8% towards 1.5% over, uh, I believe, 10 years or something. So they, their they curve for the inflation goes like this, and it settles at 1.5% a year, which I consider to be like super low in the long run. Uh, In my opinion, people uh, lose their coins with, you know, a higher uh, rate than the inflation would be uh, at that point in time. So you can actually say that at some point we will become a deflationary blockchain, you know, because, you know, people would basically lose their coins uh, with the higher pace uh, compared to this 1.5% of the inflation. So in my opinion, this is like a very, very balanced approach in terms of uh, you know, how uh, the inflation uh, means the coins and you know, how, how people uh, lose their coins. Yeah. So, and at the same time, inflation is like a very good uh, instrument to incentivize the validators um, community to actually uh, deliver a good service in terms of how efficient they are uh, in terms of the validation of the box.
0: Yeah, and maybe on that note, we can actually had had this question in mind uh, a little bit later, but um, you brought up validator. So maybe we can talk about how are your node validator incentives um, on par just with industry standards, APY, and... Um, and maybe you could talk about how like how much it would take to get started and you know have a velos node and and uh either hardware or, or cloud hosting um just maybe give us give us a, a overview of that
1: mhm uh so with velos you don't really actually need to have a lot of velos to get started when you if you want to validate the blocks uh, you can start with like just one vlx or like a few cents worth of fellas uh, you can launch the node and let everyone stake uh, for your node if they find your uh, node to be efficient uh, they, and they believe you will do a good job validating the blocks you be able to get this organic stakes and get started like like that so you don't have to invest uh, a lot of talking to yourself uh, the only thing that you would need to spend money on is the hardware uh, because well as being uh, one of the fastest blockchains uh, it requires uh, hardware of a good quality uh, so yeah the server and the hardware itself this is something that is not Cheap compared to the other um blockchains and their uh, hardware specifications. Uh, it was well, yeah, this is like the only drawback of uh, business uh, that validators do on the blockchain, but the other aspects are pretty much straightforward and easy, you know, to get started with. So I encourage everyone to at least try. So, why not? like maybe you'll convince the community to stake uh, for your note and you will get your uh, position in the top and would enjoy this uh, uh, beautiful life uh, that lacks a little bit of sleep of the validators <laughs> 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 not so, specifically the wellness blockchain but in general i consider this is like a very interesting um, type of the business uh, which is like quite challenging sometimes
0: so you know i actually don't think that's as much of a of a drawback as as maybe um you know as maybe we might think because what we're getting for the and i'm talking about from a needing better hardware in order to support the network and, and be a validator to me that means okay well now we have really powerful machines and a lot of processing power securing the network and so it seems to me like that, that actually could be a feature in some ways and look at the performance that is being delivered as a result of the caliber of hardware in order to, you know, running the, these these validators. So I don't know, may, maybe there's a, an opposing viewpoint there, um, but to me that, that just seems like, okay, that means we have some, some real processing power here to really secure the network
1: yeah so like again as i mentioned before uh this requirements for the hardware is the direct result of the capabilities of the blockchain unlike uh, some known blockchains out there uh, they have some software limitations that prevent them from achieving uh, this uh, level of the tps but with Velos, uh like the better hardware you have, the better connectivity between the nodes you have on the network, the better uh, characteristics of the TPS you get. Uh, so, in this regard, you are not limited by the software implementation of the node, but the hardware uh, specification of uh, the validators that you have on the network. And that's why we encourage all the validators to uh, start like from a very good uh, hardware specification. So they are not, you know, slowing down the network. Um,
0: yeah. Makes sense. Okay, let's move away from um, talking about validators. I feel like we've covered that. And I want to talk a bit about infrastructure. And so as we know, we got to have wallets, bridges, etc., in order to, you know, have a, a really powerful and thriving ecosystem you talked a little bit about um your wallet already in in the maybe it's more of an account and less of a wallet but you know you're trying to really displace metamask there um maybe just talk a little bit more maybe about dispense,
1: this give an alternative for, for non-crypto savvy people just perfect to, to be-
0: yeah yeah please um please please correct me if i'm wrong here um but yeah but maybe just talk to us about the current infrastructure of the network
1: uh yeah in this regard we try to achieve um so let's say like when it comes to the ecosystem there are uh some uh things that are expected by uh all the users uh, of your blockchain like and in this regard and on this level of the development we try to achieve uh the level of like okay is this blockchain has like er- ever seen like you know i need in my everyday life and we want to have to get this answer to be answered like yes all the time and for that uh we work on the um uh, ecosystem components like wallet integrations uh defy uh ecosystem players like taxes bridges uh and all of that uh and you know all the like technical uh like under the hood uh components let's say like such as Velas account and other uh, sdks and frameworks that developers usually need uh, and in this regard, yeah, we can men- mention that uh, right now, the DeFi ecosystem is uh, being on the level where, where people actually are, okay, this is like something that makes sense. And they spent uh, a lot of time, you know, navigating the Velas ecosystem just because all the components are in place and they uh, actually have a lot of things to do. And some people, you know, earn money uh, within that, like, you know all these uh, uh, standard uh, things that you would expect from a developed ecosystem. Uh, this is something that we strive for, and we are doing a good job on that front. So, if you are a developer listening to us, uh, building something uh, that uh, needs to leverage, you know, for example, something like a Dex or lending protocol, come to VELOS, uh, There is like a great opportunity to be to be an early uh, adopter, and you know put your brand uh among not too many uh logotypes on our like ecosystem map uh and being noticed uh, before we go like to the level of uh, you know hundreds and thousands uh of logotypes so like this is the perfect time for you as a developer to join velas ecosystem uh, leverage the basic components that we took care of already like access and the tools uh if you are in for if you are from DeFi, uh if you are building something like a regular project, not related to DeFi. We also get you covered uh, from the side of Velos account. So you uh, have the tools to enable your end users. Uh, Yeah. So basically that's the idea of the ecosystem expansion that we have right now.
0: I love that. And maybe talking about, um, there, you know, you already mentioned that there are grants out there and the, the giving the invitation to developers to come on over um what sort of projects does does the network need at the moment i mean what are some of the bigger opportunities there for um devs coming over maybe infrastructure side maybe um dap side gaming so on and so forth like you know where the biggest opportunities here
1: um to put it simple actually our interest is um coming from the metric of uh the users of the application uh, so as long as you expect to, uh, to onboard a lot of users you are in line with our priorities and the goals so the, you know everything basically like, it doesn't really uh, matter which type of the project you're gonna launch and well as like you just need to be um, in the position to you know make yourself successful in terms of you know uh, how many users you attract, uh, the value that you deliver to your users and all of that aspects. Uh, so it could be like NFT related project game, like playturn metaverse, uh, anything that, you know, actually you, you think makes sense as a developer. Yeah. Come and talk to us. Uh, we would definitely, uh, try to find some synergies between what we do and, uh, what you you try to achieve so there, i would not really any project that you know triggers particular interest for us our goal is to expand ecosystem as much as possible and make uh, maximum use um so so people extract maximum uh values from uh, the blockchain infrastructure that we build so yeah it doesn't matter which developer are you just come talk, talk to us we will find how to make both of us more successful.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, Roman, I want to thank you so much for, for coming on and, and um, you know chatting with us today on the very first episode of DAP Radio. I uh, want to open it up quickly here to the community. If y'all have any last minute questions that you want to answer, go ahead and type those out. Make sure to do that on the YouTube channel, the Dap Radar YouTube channel, um, as well as the Facebook channel. We'll see the comments here in our, in our view. Um, and I just want to give a quick shout out to the folks that have commented already. We have DP CNSCM 2614 and Momondo crypto y'all rock. Appreciate y'all being with us and, and sticking with us here. Um, while we wait for any last minute questions to come in, um, Roman, maybe you could share any last thoughts with us about, you know, the the future of Velas, and um, you know, maybe just talk to us about the the future of Velas, the the future of crypto blockchain, and and what you're really most excited about and and uh, paying attention to.
1: Uh, yeah, so the future of Velas uh, is directly dependent on the Velas ecosystem. Uh, and this is our primary goal uh as i mentioned we want to expand it as much as possible so if you guys like feel like you can be part of this journey come and talk to us uh, apply for a grant build something on velas or port something from other evm chain to velas uh You know, any type of the project that you may think would make sense for Velos ecosystem and its expansion, definitely, you know, reach out to us and and talk to us. We will kind of, we will, we will rock together.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right, folks, we're not going to do any sort of shout outs to any specific projects here. Um, but if you have any any more questions about fellas um, itself, um, any questions for Roman, now is your absolute last chance. Um, this is, again, your final, final chance here. Um, but again, Roman, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your time and coming on to the show today. Uh, really do appreciate you and and everything you're doing and everything you're building here Uh, it's such an interesting concept of merging the existing infrastructure and resources of EVM with the, the backbone, um, you know, that, that was inspired by Solana. Um, and so mixing those together in Velas, I mean, that is such a, such a powerful idea and a powerful concept and, um, you know, I was I was looking on on uh, coin market cap and y'all are already in the in the top 150. Um so that's uh that's quite an accomplishment. Um so I just want to say uh thank you very much. We do have one um last question here. The question is, is Velas the fastest blockchain in EVM?
1: Uh yes, uh this is like our like main slogan uh so like yeah. just a little bit of the context a lot of people uh, try to compare us to solana and uh, our answer to that comparison is actually like you don't have to compare us to solana like we are a fork of solana yeah we inherit a lot of properties uh, which are like similar between these two chains but our main competition is not you know solana we don't try to be the fastest blockchain in the industry this is solana like for sure like we are just like the same in that regard we want to be the fastest evm blockchain out there and this is where we stand out like our competitors are like polygon phantom avalanche all these guys uh so our goal is to kind of make sure we are like the fastest among these ones and uh make people uh coming over to Velas just because of this properties, like the ones that, I mean, the EVM and the speed. So in this regard, we are the best. So this, this would be the answer about the fastest EVM out there.
0: love it. Love it. So if people think of any more questions or just, you know, want to reach out and maybe learn more about you, learn more about Velas, um, where can they go to connect with, with you and, and Velas and, and learn more?
1: Uh, if you're a general visitor, let's say, you just go to the website velos.com, you, you have all the information over there. If you're a developer, you can go straight to the docs.velas.com website. Uh, you will be all set you know, on that uh, portal. Uh, you like if you want to deploy a node, you will get your instructions. If you want to build it up, you also have some introduction into that part. Uh, or you want to learn technical specifics of Velas well as, uh, in comparison to Solana or EVM blockchains, you also you know get that
0: information over there. Love it, Roman. You're the man. Thank you so much for, um, for coming on the show and for everything you do for the space. Uh, to everybody watching and listening, I thank you all very much. And I will see you all on the next episode of DAP
1: Radio. Thanks for the invitation.